The killer has struck six times since last summer. There is a major new development. Welcome back to A Dark Tale, true crime podcast. Thank you for joining us, and if this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm James. I'm Joe. And today we're going to be going over the Bucks County Four. This is a very, very local and a very recent case. Yes, it is. We're going to be telling the story of Cosmo DiNardo and Sean Kratz. Cousins in crime. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's hear the stories. On the evening of July 5th, 2017, Jimmy Patrick, who lived with his grandparents in Newtown Township, Pennsylvania, left his home at 6 p.m. with Cosmo DiNardo. Cosmo DiNardo had been portraying himself as a middleman in a bigger drug ring. So, with the promise of four pounds of marijuana for $8,000, the two men drove out to the secluded 90-acre farm that Cosmo DiNardo's parents owned. Cosmo takes Jimmy to a remote part of the property, where Jimmy says he only has $800. In that regard, DiNardo offers to sell Jimmy a shotgun for that money and gives him the weapon. And then, without realizing it, Cosmo DiNardo pulls out a 22 caliber rifle and kills Jimmy Patrick. DiNardo had access to a backhoe at that remote location and digs a hole about six feet deep and puts Jimmy Patrick's body in the ground, burying him. The next day, Richard Patrick reports his grandson missing to Newtown Police, telling them that the last time he saw the college student was leaving their home the evening before. Acting on the missing persons report, police ask public for help locating Jimmy. Jimmy fails to show up for work at a restaurant bar in nearby Doylestown. Two days later, Cosmo meets up with his cousin, Sean Kratz, today with the full intent to rob some locals. At the time, Sean was working as a dishwasher, and at 20 years old, he has already developed an extensive rap sheet with arrests and charges related to theft and burglary. DiNardo himself had somewhere around 30 run-ins with the local police. After picking up his cousin, he first agrees to meet with Dean Finacchiaro and sell him a quarter pound of marijuana for $700. Kratz and DiNardo decide that rather than sell weed to Dean, They'll just rob him. DiNardo gives Kratz his mother's Smith & Wesson, 357. The cousins drive over to Finacchiaro's home and pick him up and bring him back to DiNardo's family property. Dean was last seen at about 6.30 p.m. getting into an unidentified vehicle. At the property, 
Dean is lured into a barn for what he thinks will be a transaction, although he knows something is wrong the whole time. He's suddenly shot and instantly killed. Denardo wraps Dean's body in a blue tarp and again uses the backhoe to place him in a 55-gallon drum that was converted into a pig roaster. Later that same day, Denardo again makes plans to sell marijuana to Tom Mayo this time. Mayo is with his friend and co-worker Mark Sturgis. Denardo meets with Mayo and Sturgis, who then proceed to follow Denardo back to his home. After arriving at the house, Mayo and Sturgis get into Denardo's truck and drive over to the family's farmland property, where Kratz was still lying in wait. As Mayo and Sturgis exit the truck, Denardo shoots Mayo in the back. Sturgis starts to run away and Denardo shoots at him, hitting him in the back. He falls over and Denardo walks over to him and finishes it. Denardo, now out of ammunition, gets in the backhoe and drives over to Mayo, crushing him to death. Denardo uses the backhoe to pick up Mayo and Sturgis and put their bodies in the same metal tank where he earlier placed Dean's body. He pours gasoline into the metal tank and lights it. The cousins leave the farm without burying the burned bodies of three men. Later that evening, Dean fails to show up for a shift at work and his mother Bonnie reports him missing to the Middletown Township Police Department. The next day, Tom and Mark fail to show up for work at their construction job. And worried, Tom's mother, Melissa, contacts the Plumstead Township Police Department to report her son missing as well. How are you this week, Joe? I'm good, James. How you doing? A little angry. Why is that? Oh, because the fir- before he came over, I spent like two hours just watching douchebags in cars like get pissed off at each other and cut a- cutting each other off, and you know, just you ever get sucked into that wormhole of oh, well, all the time. Yeah. So I watch. Uh, I get sucked into Reddit. Yeah. So yeah, I was I was in that. I don't know why. It was just like cathartic to watch people just. Why you cut me off? Idiots in cars. Exactly. <laughs> That's where I spent my time today. Well. We have a local story this week. This week, uh, we're bringing you the story of the Bucks County Four. And uh, we'll just jump right into it. We certainly have already. So we already went over the... the. So we already went over the murders. I have a couple questions about what we just heard. Okay. What's a backhoe? A backhoe would be that big piece of equipment that uh, you see on uh, construction sites with the big arm and bucket. The scooper? The scooper. Okay. I didn't know that was called a backhoe. Yeah. Okay. It's a big piece of heavy equipment. He just had one? Well, let's talk about it a little bit. Okay. Cosmo DiNardo, eh? Yeah. Between July 5th and July 7th of 2017, four young men were initially reported missing in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. That's about 30 miles or so north of where we sit right now. Yeah, barely. Uh, Jimmy Patrick, Dean Finocchiaro, 
Mark Sturgis and Thomas Mayo all went missing within two days of each other. And um, it all centered centered around this farm in Solberry Township. It's, like I said, north of Philadelphia. It's close to the New Jersey River's Edge. So Northeast. It's a lot of farmland. It's a lot of... Um, antiquing and yeah, the stuff second, like that. The second you leave the Philadelphia lines, it pretty much turns into Amish land. Yeah, it's all country, mountainous, and uh, beautiful. Ap- it's a beautiful. Um, so, yeah, th- this story focuses a lot on a 90-acre farm. So let's go over the details of what we just heard, starting with Jimmy Patrick. Um, what happened? Why did, because uh, cause this kid, Cosmo DiNardo, and along with his cousin, they, he killed four people in two days, or in, within yeah. three days? Two days, within two days. Within two days? So, what the hell, why did he go on that spree? What what? Okay, what so happened? Let's, uh, let's int- introduce Cosmo DiNardo. So Cosmo DiNardo was 20 years old at the time. He um, believe he went to school with Jimmy Patrick at Holy Ghost Prep. Um, but he had a history of mental illness. In fact, in 2016, the year before this incident, he was um, involuntarily held at a uh, mental institution. Psychiatric hospital. For uh, an evaluation. And he was diagnosed um, schizophrenic. Now, it's the common theory, I should say, that he kind of went off his meds within the last year. Because leading up to this event, he had shown up at his old high school and was, I believe, banned from the campus for life because of something he did. I'm not sure what. So he had some... So he started developing a pattern of... Uh... And like we said, he had about 30 run-ins with local police, but he was never formally charged with anything. And... Um, Why? Well, again, the common theory is because of his father's connections. He was a well-off businessman who owned a concrete business in Philadelphia. So it's said that he had some sort of connections to get his son out of trouble, oh, whether it was with lucky the police him. or a judge or whoever. So that's kind of his story. His cousin, Sean Kratz, you know, he's not much different except the fact that he wasn't rich, uh-huh. to put it bluntly. He lived in Philly. And like we said in the narrative, he was working, I I don't know, either full-time or part-time as a dishwasher and um, had an extensive criminal record at only 20 years old for conspiracy, uh, armed robbery, burglary. Yeah, yeah, he was not good peoples. So that's pretty much who these guys are, what type of guys they are. Cosmo was putting out the impression that he was in the he was in a bigger part of a of a drug ring. He was the middleman in a bigger drug ring. You were, you were selling drugs, right? 
So his middle meaning deals with drugs. Said so was like so was Sean trying to like get in on his on his cousin's play or something like because he said Sean didn't have a whole lot of money and I don't think it was anything like that. I think it was more Cosmo was bringing him in so he could potentially lay off some blame. This particular deal, I was not making any money. I was just you know getting him a good price on a large quantity of marijuana. Okay, but ultimately that didn't pan out. So, like I said. Cosmo was playing middleman in this drug ring, and he has an offer for Jimmy Patrick, four pounds of marijuana for $8,000. Whether that's accurate, we don't know, because it's Cosmo's word against a dead kid, unfortunately. Uh-huh. So, yeah, th- that's a, the story we have, have to go full confession, with. you have to, have to kind of go take, take him at face value. Yeah. And we have some clips we're going to splice in here. You'll uh, hear Cosmo, you know, justify what he did. Anywho, so he met up with Jimmy to, like I said, sell him this weed for eight grand. And Jimmy got to the farm with Cosmo. Uh, Cosmo DiNardo picked him up. They go to a a low-key spot on the farm. And Jimmy only has eight hundred dollars, so some sort of miscommunication there. Somebody forgot to type in a zero on the uh, on the text message yeah, or what, added a zero. Yeah, I'm not sure to be honest with you. I haven't heard the full confession tape, and I'm I'm almost positive that a detective would ask the very same question you're asking, as to like where was there a miscommunication? Why was there only eight hundred? Could be bullshit. Right, well, but, but as we know, the fact that he didn't have the money is what led to his decision to kill him right then and there. That's fair to assume. That's yeah. what he says. Is that what he says? Yeah. He said, yeah, because he said that because he didn't because he would have been responsible for the eight grand or something. That's right. So we get there, you know. Said, okay, well, let me see, you know, the eight thousand. Let me see the money. So I, I got to count the money. There's 800 bucks there. So I'm like, dude, if you don't have the money, like this, this is horrible. This is not good for me. I said, well, I could sell you a gun. So we get out of the truck, I hand him a shotgun. He goes to shoot it and I shoot him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because he did say he was part of a bigger drug ring he didn't want to be responsible for yeah. any money it doesn't lost. it doesn't add up like i don't it doesn't it definitely doesn't add doesn't up because i believe he also said that he burned the 800 dollars. yeah that's right so he's like i didn't want i didn't want that kid's money his story is really all over the place yeah so that one was really weird and then then two days later uh, this time he just straight up wanted to rob people. Like, like he, I think he like started with that transaction with Jimmy as like a potentially legit transaction. I don't know if he actually had the supply, but I, yeah, I don't but, even know. But, it, I mean, but again, going off of his word, he said that he had the intent to rob people. Right. That day, it, it from what I could find, it just said Cosmo and and his cousin made up met up basically just to rob local people it, it looks like a friggin 
I don't I don't know if it's like a Columbine thing, but there's always like one strong kid. There's an alpha, and, and there's yeah, a follower. and then there's like the follower who's yeah. like, I didn't really want to do this. I just yeah got struggled. I was just uh, I was following orders. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, also killed kids. So. Right. So yeah, um, that's just the impression you get just by looking at them, really. So the it it was really, it was really, Donardo hyping himself up. There's pictures of him online, with a gun, you know, in in the camera, acting like a gangster and yeah, playing that role. Locals say that he shot animals. I think he like, yeah, he like walked around in camo and shot at shit. He was just like a weirdo uh, driving around on a quad. Yeah, you know, I don't know why, but we have a lot of quads around here. Well, there's a lot of farmland, like you mentioned, and even in the city. Well, we do. I know. It's like it's so weird. I don't like it's just such a Philly thing. Um, a childhood friend posted to Facebook. I grew up. I'm going. I'm quoting here. I grew up with Cosmo. We were best friends since best friends since the fourth grade, but we grew apart due to his recent health struggles. Unlike people who were passing judgment. I watched him change and struggle with his mental health. He was never the same after his ATV accident. Uh. The Cosmo I knew for over 10 years would never be capable of anything like this. This was obviously after all the news broke of what was going on in Bucks County. Head injury, maybe? Head injury and previous mental health issues. Head injuries, as we know, are, are major they can be major forks in the road for a person's developing psyche. Absolutely, and he was already diagnosed schizophrenic. Yeah, look at Kanye. He was in a he was in a car accident too. Apparently, he, he had some head injuries. Now he's did he? Yeah, and that he also proclaims himself God now, or something like that. Something know. like it. We'll probably have to do an episode on him soon. <laughs> Don't say that. We love you, Kanye. What? <laughs> Just figure it out. That's all. Figure it the fuck out. I don't love you. <laughs> yeah, um, but we don't know uh, if that's something that happened. And even if it, even if it is, it's never an excuse to kill anybody. Never. No, you're right about that. So it's just an interesting to note. So these four men go missing, and on you know July seventh when the news breaks. As far as the public eye is concerned, these kids are just missing. That's all we know at this point. Yeah. I can actually remember when this news broke. I was working my restaurant job at the time, and I can remember looking up at the TVs and this being reported on a daily basis, almost yeah. hourly. It was a huge story here in, in Philadelphia. Yeah, Jim Gardner's uh, the one... We'll probably pull a clip from him. Jim Gardner is my boy. Everybody covered it. No, I'm just saying shout out to Jim Gardner. I love that man. His mustache is legendary around these parts. So let's go over a little bit of the subsequent search. In the hours after the four men disappeared, the police departments and the district attorney's office in Bucks County, and keep in mind this is somewhere where uh, violent crime isn't, is actually considered rare. Yeah, cops have a... They're very bored. They are, especially north 
north of the city. They're yeah. You might get very pulled boring. over for absolutely no reason. <laughs> Law enforcement officials cast a very wide net searching throughout the county and requesting the public's help on social media and news outlets. Mm-hmm. On the afternoon of July 8th, authorities tracked Dean's cell phone to uh, the 90-acre farm in Solberry Township owned by Antonio and Sandra DiNardo. Like I said, they also own a cement and construction company in Philadelphia, so we know Cosmo was very well taken care of. We touched on it. The officers who followed the cell phone signal on Saturday didn't didn't find the young men, but they did discover a clue. An early 1990s champagne-colored Nissan Maxima that belonged to Tom Mayo. That's right, because they drove over with, you know... They followed. Yeah, they were driving along in their own car when they came up. Yeah, right. So suspicion was also raised by the fact that Tom was a diabetic and officials found Tom's insulin in the car and his family said that he would never do that. That's He doesn't go anywhere without his insulin. It's something he obviously needs. Yeah, it seems open and shut. So if he was leaving his car or if he was leaving the insulin in the car, this was definitely not a good sign. While the bulk of the investigation focused on the farm... Authorities also searched the home of Cosmo DiNardo, who lived about 30 miles from his parents' property. The police also recovered Mark Sturgis's car, a Nissan Altima, a 2004 Nissan Altima, in an outdoor shopping mall that is known as Peddler's Village. Nice area. DA of Bucks County, Matthew Weintraub, said, quote, We're getting a lot of strong indications that this is where we need to focus our resources. We are trying to find needles in a haystack. We are not sure what we're going to find, but we are pretty confident that the investigation is proceeding in the direction that we believe that it would. Well, they found the cars on the one car on his property, right? Yeah, the one car on his property, or... Yeah, the one car on it. No, they found a cell phone. Oh, oh, no, they found a car. Yeah, they found a car. Oh, it's really like finding a needle in a haystack. Whose property is this? Yours? You're under arrest. Well, they can't do that. Or can they? I don't know. Is I that enough like probable cause to I arrest, think so, yeah. arrest somebody? If somebody's missing and their car's there. Well, after a nearly day's work. Police told the families that there were no signs of the men on the farm, but that they were confident that they were searching in the right area. And according to Mark Potash, father of Mark Sturgis, he added that the authorities were doing a tremendous job of helping the families search for their kids. At one of many news conferences, Mr. Weintraub said he would continue to devote significant resources to the case and stay at the farm until the search was complete. Quote, we are not going to rest until we get through every inch of that property and bring these boys home. Oh, so they were just focused on finding a body right now. Or not a body, but... they. I think, I think that's where their heads were at, but yeah. they weren't saying that to the public, of sure. course. Jumping ahead to July 10th now, 
Cosmo DiNardo is arrested for an unrelated weapons charge. He was not allowed to own a firearm due to his previously diagnosed schizophrenia. Nevertheless, he had access to at least one of the firearms belonging to his mother. 357 Magnum. So you got to uh, wonder why wasn't mom held responsible for that? Because she hasn't been yet. Because Not that I'm aware of. Because he's an adult who took her gun. I mean, yeah, you should probably report that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but did she even know it? That's a good question. If anybody has that information, please drop us a line and let us know. Cosmo was later arrested. I'm sorry. He was later released after his arrest when his father posted 10% of his $1 million bail. Holy hell. That's only $100,000. Damn. He dropped yeah. hundred grand just to get him out of holding? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, he could afford it. Apparently. Donardo was, like we said, known to lo- local authorities. That's probably why they set his bail so high. Maybe. With, again, over 30 contacts with Ben Salem Police... In 2011, that's just one year. For unexplained reasons, though, he had never been convicted of anything. So he may have been charged, but he was never convicted. It's getting getting away with shit. This dude's getting away with shit. Rich white kid same, getting away with same shit. Same as it ever was. Yep. Damn. It's a rich kid. It's a rich white kid getting away with shit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not not for long. Let's continue. Struggling with schizophrenia, he was involuntarily committed to a mental institution in 2016. And this is according to the police department in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Psychiatric hospital. Fair enough. Speaking for those. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fine. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. That was according to uh, Fred Harran or Haran. I'm sorry if I'm not saying that right. Uh, Cosmo was also arrested in February and charged with possession of another firearm, which, again, is illegal because of his mental history. That's right. So... And impedes your Second Amendment rights. He was was arrested once in February on a a firearms charge. Uh Uh-huh. Not convicted of anything. No. Then he's arrested after the fact that two cars of missing men are found on his property on a weapons charge. It, it's insane. The charge was dismissed in May because of an issue with the mental health paperwork. Oh, it was the bureaucracy got out of order. Of course. Should have known that ahead of time. On the fourth day of the search at the large farm, at this point, authorities believed the victims to be Victims of foul play. The 90-acre property in Solberry had been scoured by law enforcement agencies with helicopters, heavy construction equipment, and cadaver dogs. I can remember, again, watching the news, and once the, the, the white tents came up on the property, you knew it wasn't going to be good, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You knew it was going to be good. One of those days where a helicopter's flying around, you're like, what the hell, what, what are they doing? Why are they hovering around that one area? 
I mean, between that, that happens a weirdly large amount over. Like I've seen that many a time. In, well, in the, the city, it, it, yeah. it happens probably more often than not. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just I don't know if that's something that like a lot of people in the world have seen. You know, helicopters. No, like helicopters, like flying, being dispatched and searching very specific blocks of your neighborhood. Like, depending uh, well, on where you're from. People in L.A. and people South Central. People in L.A., maybe. But we got <laughs> some people from somewhere. Chicago. Yeah. But we got listeners all over, apparently. And they don't know what that's like. I'm sure they do. Okay. Not every police department has a helicopter there, Joe. You know, we're... That's true. We're dang city. The smaller, smaller that's what I mean. cities. Yeah, you're right. Son of a wealthy... Yeah, so the authorities are saying that the, the missing boys are... Victims of foul play, and police are now calling the the 20-year-old son of a wealthy farm owner, Cosmo DiNardo, an official person of interest in the case. On July 12th, 8.30 p.m., about 50 students, faculty, and staff members gather at a Loyola University school chapel to pray for four missing Pennsylvania men which includes one of their own, that being Jimmy Patrick. Right. The Baltimore Sun reported Director of Campus Ministry Sean Bray says the group wants to honor the request of Jimmy's grandmother to, quote, storm heaven with our prayers for Jimmy's safe, retu- Jimmy's safe return. The university president, Reverend Brian Lenane, says Jimmy finished his freshman year with distinction. Lenane says the university wants, quote, to be with him and his family and hope for the, hope for the best. He was a good kid. Well, I, it, it's, it's nice to see the school came out and voiced their support um, from so far away. The same day of that prayer vigil in Baltimore, back here in Pennsylvania, Cosmo DiNardo is again arrested and charged for stealing and attempting to sell a 1990s champagne-colored Nissan Maxima for 500 bucks. Ah, you know, that seems like a reasonable deal to get rid of some murder evidence. Make a cool 500. Yeah, so this time when he was taken in, the prosecutors actually sought a higher bond so that he would tr- actually remain behind bars this time. Yeah, I think they were, like, he, they put him as a person of interest. I think they pretty much knew what yeah, was going so taking on. Yeah, I was even thinking to myself as we're going over this, this is taking a little long for something that seems pretty obvious. But anyway, the bail was set at $5 million. Right. So Daddy didn't get him out this time. No, I, no, construction only gets you so much. And he can only budget for getting out of your son on murder charges so many times, you know. Or well, he wasn't not, officially not mur- charged charge. with murder. That's yet. right, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's just well, uh, charges. <laughs> grand theft auto and selling of a stolen vehicle. Oh, right, that was just unrelated. So anyway, the next day, DiNardo confessed to the murders of all four men. Which Right. Did you murder Jimmy Tartak? Yes, I did. Yes, I murdered Mark Sergis. And who is this? I murdered Tom Mayo. As you've heard in his exchange for the confession... Uh, the prosecutors stated that they would not seek the death penalty. Yeah. A lot of people upset about that, I've heard. Yeah, they. a lot of people were upset about it. I, I, that just 
tells me that a lot of people don't understand how a plea deal works. Yeah, yeah. Or or the fact that we haven't done a death like carried out a death penalty in the since, since 1999, yeah, <laughs> in in Pennsylvania, we haven't. We still have the death penalty, but the last time we executed anyone here in PA it was 99. It's a bureaucratic nightmare. The death penalty. Very expensive. Yeah, apparently that's what uh, that's what Sarah was telling me. She did a whole report on it. So anyway, that day, uh, the day after his confession, he was then charged with all four counts of criminal homicide, conspiracy to commit criminal homicide. Abuse of a corpse and twelve other charges. Twelve other charges. Yeah. Probably threw in that grand theft auto rap too. We we skimmed a little bit of the case, and I want to go over it real quick. What did he actually do with the bodies? Okay, so Jimmy, he was uh, he was shot and killed, and he dug a six foot grave, and yeah, using that's his, where his Jimmy backhoe. Jimmy was buried by himself i'm surprised they didn't like notice any upset like soil i'm sure they did i'm sure they did i don't know that's just okay they still had to i mean so i'll finish and then i'll explain why it took the time that it did but yeah jimmy was shot killed and buried someplace on the farm and what about the other guys and the other guys uh well dean was led into the barn uh, under the uh, guise of a drug deal and that's where he was shot to death and at that point they threw him in a 55 gallon drum that was converted into a, a smoker basically it was, a, it's a, a, big, a pig roaster something you would smoke meat in holy shit yeah so they that put, didn't like completely get rid of the body though did it well not yet so they do that with with dean and then the other two guys tom and mark again same thing same day same day later on in the day they're lured up there with uh kratz lying in wait and the guys get out of the car and i think it's really fast this time yeah they Uh, just do it they just do it and uh both guys are killed Tom Mayo is not killed outright. He's shot, paralyzed, and run over with that backhoe. Crushing him. It's absolutely brutal. And That's then insanity. As before, I'm sure before um, they actually crush Tom with the uh, backhoe, Mark's trying to run away. Yeah. He's shot in the back. Cosmo shoots him in the back. He falls to the ground. Cosmo walks right up to him and finishes the job. And and then he gets a unironically <laughs> runs out of ammo doing the doing so. And then that's when he grabs the backhoe and backs up over Tom. And then he gets them both in the in the. Then he digs what he describes as a twelve and a half, or I'm sorry, with authorities describe as a 12 and a half foot grave oh and he just dumped and he put all three well first before he puts them in the grave he puts the other two boys in with dean in that barrel Uh pig roaster 
and sets it on fire trying to eliminate all the evidence but doesn't realize that fire won't completely destroy the the evidence no. of the bodies so that's when the 12 and a half foot grave is dug the bodies and pig roaster are buried and the guys go out for cheesesteaks like the philly boys that they are whiz whiz on mine yeah whiz without I also don't murder kids and then go out for cheesesteaks. I'll just have a cheesesteak. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. But like I, it was not. Yeah, he talked about uh, Kratz kind of like um, freaking out a bit during during it, though. Yeah. Yeah. He mentions it, apparently, it, during his trial, because um, he, he turned down a plea deal. We'll get into that in a little bit. But during his trial, he said, or during his confession, rather, he said that uh, he was hesitant. And during his trial, he said that Cosmo had threatened his life and that of his family's if he didn't go through with what was about to go down. But again, this is just his lawyer's defense. Uh We don't know what was actually going on. So, yeah, that's pretty much how it went down. And um, once Cosmo was in jail under a $5 million bond... Uh, he pretty much confesses. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, um. Uh, but he doesn't go down alone. He brings down his cousin with him, and uh, he even throws his cousin under the bus and blames one of the murders directly on him, while he takes the rap for. Yeah. You know, subsequently, all four. It of sounded them. pretty convincing. I won't lie. That but take, uh, so on. Um, it's, I mean, it sounds like if if he would have killed him, I think he would have just said so. I I don't know. It, he did for the most part. Yeah, but, but like, he also wanted to bring down his cousin. It's a very strange case because, other than his mental history, this kid is like he's just a low level nobody. Yeah, he just decided to kill a bunch of kids really quickly. Yeah, on July fourteenth, twenty seventeen. Sean Kratz was also charged with three counts of criminal homicide, conspiracy to commit criminal homicide, abuse of a corpse, and two other charges. That abuse of a corpse charge, that sucks. I don't know. That's like that's like extra fucked up. Like to get something like that. What do you mean it sucks? It, I mean, well, the whole situation sucks, but I'm just saying like... The charge doesn't suck if you burned a body no i'm not saying like oh boo-hoo for him i'm just saying that's like that's so fucked to like have that on your record also along with murder i see what straight up abuse of a corpse yeah like it's like like you straight up do not care it's like sacrilegious it's like beyond it's i mean it's totally immoral it's i mean so is murder obviously obviously but it's just like a level beyond right i don't know exactly a level beyond is a good way of saying it all right so Kratz had a little problem with his attorney. His first attorney um, leaked the confession tape to the media. And, uh, yeah, so there's a little problem there. He had since gotten different counsel, but in the middle of preparing for trial... 
Sean Kratz made a motion to have his confession suppressed in court. Bucks County Judge Jeffrey L. Finley denied that motion, stating, as told multiple times prior to April 25th, 2018, meeting that his statements to Bucks County detectives could be used against him if he refused the deal that would take the death penalty off the table. Quote, the defendant asked his attorney to arrange the interview date and voluntarily provided his statement on April 25th, 2018. By accepting these terms of the plea deal and agreeing to provide a truthful statement, the defendant also agreed to the Commonwealth's condition that the statement could be used against him should he decide not to plead guilty. So is he like waiving his Fifth Amendment right, basically? Pretty much, yeah. That's what it sounds like. um... On July 31st, 2018, Philly.com reported that Kratz denied his chance at a plea deal and that his trial would begin in November the following year. Which we're here. The whole thing in the media went like this. Kratz and DiNardo, well, DiNardo initially confessed, got his plea deal, and life sentences, four consecutive life sentences. I don't know if we mentioned that. Kratz was, everybody thought, set to do the same. But because his confession, I believe, was leaked, he wanted it, he fired his attorney, got another attorney, and that attorney wanted confession suppressed. That's Kratz's, right? Yes. And... That was denied ultimately. So he's basically pleading not guilty and taking his chance at trial. That trial just wrapped up in uh, the second week of November. Which is to say, last week as of recording this. Yeah. Uh, He was convicted and... I'm sorry, he was convicted of first and second degree murder in the death of Dean and voluntary manslaughter in the deaths of Tom and Mark, and he was later sentenced to life in prison. The cousins were also set to testify at this trial, but unfortunately, I mean, that never, I say unfortunately lightly, but it would have just been interesting to see what they had to say on the stand. Yeah. But that never came to be. I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunate in the sense like. I would have liked to hear what they said. Yeah, but it's not really needed, I, I think. No, it's not needed. It's it's not. Yeah. Gross people. It's just a sad story that uh, you definitely don't hear about stuff like this around here. I mean, no, I mean, even in Philly, there is there's our fair share of crime, even murder, of course. But it just seems like so much for such a seemingly innocuous situation. Like these these. Dudes there doesn't just, seem to be any to real pot. motive. Yeah, they're just trying to buy pot, and for just out of nowhere, he kills one of them. And for one thing, marijuana is mostly decriminalized in this in the in this general area. I I don't know. It's not worth going to a CDS farm. And I mean, I don't know, but we don't know what the full situation was. Something about, exactly something like, about like huge. Thing. Cosmo's basically controlling the narrative with his story about being the middleman in a drug ring. Yeah, there's no really follow-up on that. 
as far as Kratz concerned, I I could almost believe the defense that he his cousin was like, "Yo, you're coming with me. Yeah, you're gonna help me with something." Maybe I believe I I can believe that. I can't believe that he just wanted to sell them weed and there was this eight thousand dollars and then there was only eight hundred and that's why he killed him. It just doesn't make sense. It's all over the place. I'm sorry. It's, well, he, the one thing he did say uh, was on his way after, after he was charged. He said to the press, "I'm sorry." Yeah, he did. Yeah, doing the perp walk in his jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah he did say, "I'm sorry." Yeah, you can hear him um, during the. I think but, during the confession, he's crying about throwing his life away. He knows he he did some stupid shit. Like, what the fuck was this for? There's a difference between. There's a difference between regretting what you did and regretting getting caught. Yeah, he's facing consequences is right. what's happening. So that pretty sorry, much does it yeah. as far as the story concerned is sorry, concerned. You wouldn't have planned yeah, absolutely. more murders. Absolutely. That's, that's about what I, that's how I feel. That's going to do it for this episode of A Dark Tale. I'd like to give a, a special shout out to... The Murder and Such podcast, we're supposed to be doing some cross-promotion, and uh, we haven't lived up to our end of the bargain. So, shout out to them. We're going to do some shit with them real soon. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. It if really you want to get lot. in touch with us, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's the most important thing. Uh, give us a five-star review. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. I'll take any review. If you want to suggest a case, if you want to ask a question, if you want to say hello, if you want to break our balls, you can do so at darktailpodcast at gmail.com. Drop the A in front of that. I have a feeling a lot of people are sending an email to a Darktail podcast. Waves and, and waves of people. And they're not getting any reply. <laughs> That's the reason. It's just darktailpodcast at gmail.com. They keep sending emails to ducktails. <laughs> the right one. Uh, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, we are at a darktail pod. I am at Joe underscore the host. And I'm a different one. And James is a different one. And uh, <laughs> that's pretty, that's, that's going to do it for us. We'll see you yeah. next time. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah, look out out there too because uh, apparently evil can be everywhere.